So two priest brothers of mine uh, were, they work in, in Germany, the north of Germany, uh, a place called Neuss, uh, near Cologne. No, near, yeah, near, uh, more or less. And uh, so they were walking on the street, and Germans, generally speaking, especially northern Germans, are very law conscious. So they came to, they, they were living in this pedestrian area. So they came to a, a, a street crossing, and there was a the little red man, and our priest, who's from Slovakia, looked left, looked right, saw there was nothing coming, and so proceeded to walk across. And as he was walking across the, the road, uh, where, where there was clearly a little red sign, he could hear behind him a little child say to its, its, its mother, Abba Muti, es war rot. Abba Mam, it was red. And the mom responded, Ja, Heinrich, ich weiß. Yes, Henry, I know. And then this priest felt so guilty that in front of everyone, with the collar, he had just crossed the road when it was red, you know, giving bad example. Um, as, as a priest wearing a collar, uh, you, you're, all, you're always seen. If you're in a shop, people see you. <laughs> people, people will see and maybe even slow down a bit just to see what's in your shopping trolley. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The, uh, everything, everything you do is noticed, you know. Uh, oh, a bottle of wine in there. Yeah, it's a one bottle of wine for 16 people. Okay, we get that much each. But um, so every, everything we do is noted. Uh, even uh, some of the community find it somewhat humorous that on occasion, if I'm driving and um, you know, like a takeover maneuver has to be engaged upon, I might just whip out the collar, you know, do the little thing, and then pop the collar back in, um, because everything everything we do is seen. And this this is this is good. This is good in a way, because it means that we constantly have the opportunity to witness to our faith. So it's actually, it, this is a good thing, because it means that my ministry isn't only up here in the sanctuary or preaching, whatever it may be. My ministry is constantly running. Every time I'm in a shop, every time I'm parking, every time I'm uh, walking on the street, uh, people will see me. So they, 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 they see the collar, they see a... a youngish priest and they'll see if I say hello they'll see if I'm courteous they'll see if I say after you they'll see if I hold the door so in all of these things I have the opportunity to do something good in all then every aspect of my life I have the opportunity to witness to Christ this is a really good thing this is a huge advantage of wearing the collar really is it means that that your ministry can can, can continue constantly so it's great um one of our lads here uh, for those who haven't ever been to, to, to Glencumra, our, our, our chapel here, it's kind of octagonal, an odd kind of a shape, but um, uh, sometimes when the guys, they have to go out that door and down along the building that way to around to where, where they live. And one of the guys, while he was outside, knowing that the tabernacle was here, he was outside the building, he genuflected. So he was walking outside, outside the chapel, but he just genuflected as he was passing and kept going. There happened to be a guest behind him in the car park who had come down from Dublin because he had watched a mass here. Came down from Dublin, he par- parked up the car. He saw this young man genuflecting and said, they've got the right spirituality here and gave us a, a very generous donation. Oh, like, it, it's, it's just the power of example. The power of example is... Uh, far greater than than we could imagine, and I think <clears throat> it came up in conversation <clears throat> with one of our community members there two weeks ago. He just I was having a small bit of a crisis, if I'm honest. Uh, he said, "You know, just, just the whole fatherhood of God thing. I just I can't see it. 
Right? I can't see the fatherhood of God. I mean, I can see that he creates things, so he provides, okay. But I can't see the fatherhood of God. And it was one of those moments when just, just this kind of light bulb moment for myself went off in my head. Where I said, well, but we see the fatherhood of God in the father figures that he has placed in our life in the same way that we see the mercy of God in the merciful people that he has placed in our life. We see the goodness of God in the good people that he has placed in our life. So we see what Christianity is about through Christians. There's no point having um, all these wonderful teachings in, in our catechism and in sacred scripture. If they're never lived, people will never see them. So people see the reality of our faith incarnate by what we do. So they'll know of the goodness of God, need of the fatherhood of God through good fathers. So if your father was, <clears throat> was so good, your heavenly father is infinitely more than that. If your father was maybe deficient in some way, maybe he was quite absent or uh, suffered with some sort of an addiction. So everything that your father could have been and should have been, your heavenly father is and infinitely more. Uh, and maybe there was a, a father figure in your life, an uncle, a priest, a coach, <clears throat> a teacher, someone who, who elevated you and honored you and, and showed you what it means to be a man. Well, the fa- that's the fatherhood of God, the spark of the fatherhood of God made, made, made present in, in this man here. But he's a spark of it. God the Father is the furnace. <laughs> he's the source of it all. So, so our example is so, so important because it witnesses to to Christ. The reason I'm saying this, or the, the inspiration behind this is um, in our first reading. <clears throat> so Isaac and Rebecca. Isaac, uh, well, so Abraham fathers Isaac. So uh, Abraham, Isaac's dad, sends a servant to, get, to find a wife for, for Isaac. Okay, now the servant, the, this part of the reading is left out. So what, what we heard today is it's a summary of chapter 24, but it leaves out a big central chunk. <clears throat> which I will just briefly summarize for yourselves. But the, the servant goes back to uh, Abraham's home country, and he says, Lord God, God of my master Abraham, let it turn out favorably for me today, and thus deal graciously with my master Abraham. While I stand here at the spring, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming to draw water, if I say to a young woman, Please lower your jug that I may drink. And she answers, drink, and I will water your camels too. Then she is the one whom you have decided upon for your servant Isaac. In this way, I will know that you've dealt graciously with my master. He had scarcely finished this, finished, finished speaking, when Rebecca, who was born to Bethuel, I'll leave out the genealogy, came with her jug on her shoulder. The young woman was very beautiful, a virgin, She went down to the spring, filled her jug, and as she came up, the servant ran towards her and said, Please give me a sip of water from your jug. Drink, sir, she replied, quickly lowering the jug to her hand and giving him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will water your camels too. Okay, this was the sign. This was a a simple gesture of of welcome, of uh, for, for, for Jews welcoming in the stranger. And the, the, the traveler was very, very important. So this, this gesture uh, was far more important than she could imagine. Then the servant goes on then to give her a nose ring, which we, we disapprove of. But anyway, uh, a nose ring uh, and, and uh, big bracelets for herself. She goes home, so on and so forth, and ends up going back with the servant. And then we heard the rest of the reading today. She meets 
uh, Isaac, and all is well. Okay. So the point being, though, all of that hinged on Rebecca giving good examples, just doing just some, do, doing something that seemed maybe innocuous or kind of unimportant. Someone asks for a drink. Look, I'm busy. I have to get this jug back to my own family. I have them to take care of. I'm preparing a meal. I'm doing whatever needs to be done. I have my responsibilities there. I haven't got time to be giving you a drink and your, your camels and so on. You know, so cheers. There's the spring. Take care of yourself. You know, no one would have... It was a bit rude to express it that way, but like people would understand. You're busy. Uh, but she doesn't. She, she gives the man a drink and waters his camels too. This is exactly the sign that he was looking for. And because of that, she finds uh, her husband. So our example, our example on a daily basis is far, far, far more important than we can realize. And I think all of us, <clears throat> unfortunately, have had maybe negative experiences of... Uh, you know, you go to Mass and afterwards people are talking or giving out about this person or that person or did you see this? You're one now with the new handbag. Where'd she get that handbag? Who do you think she is? Has she got notions? And, and then as, as a young person, you're sitting there looking at, at these people talking, but we just went to Mass. Why are we talking badly about people now? I, I don't get it. Or the, you know, the, the, the clip in the ear that you got from uh, a priest back in the day or those kind of things you, you don't forget. Conversely, or positively, I think that what has really held back an absolute collapse of, of, of the church in a way is the fact that so many families do remember Father Ryan or Father Kelly or Father Paddy who was such a great consolation to our family when our mother was dying or when we lost a child or when there was an accident in the family and he came and he spent the evening with us and you know, he was so helpful. So I think people do remember example more than we realize. So while papal documents and those kind of things are important, people see the faith lived in you. And that's, that's what changes hearts. You know, as even scripture, scripture, people won't know it unless they see it lived in you. So... Our faith is an incarnational faith. We have to incarnate, put into our, our body, live through our body what our church teaches, what, what the Lord asks of us. And this example, it, it's, it's, it's critically important for the salvation of souls because we, we can know all, you can know all, you can know Greek and Hebrew and you can know scriptures backwards and forwards. If you don't live it, it doesn't mean anything. And it'll never touch a heart. So we ask the good Lord. On this day in which we remember Rebecca's example, may we live always as representatives of Jesus Christ. May we recognize that every moment is important, every conversation is important, every, every post is important, that we represent Jesus in the world, and that we truly be his disciples. Amen.